The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, the 200 euro energy credits, are they the best way to help families who are feeling the pinch? And when are the energy companies going to charge less, giving the easing of wholesale prices? To get some insight and reaction, I'm joined by Professor in Energy Systems Engineering at Queen's University, Belfast, Aoife Foley, and by Finnegal Senator Justice Spokesman Barry Ward. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Aoife, we'll go to you first because... Uh, People are wondering about um, reading wholesale prices uh, way down uh, and yet prices way up and they can't really understand it. Can you explain it to me? Um, There's a lag in the wholesale market. So what happens is the retail arrangements and the prices from, say, August, July, um, September are now following through and dripping into the market, into the retail and being passed along to the consumer. Now, the issue I have with that is that if because uh, energy suppliers are buying forward, they were certainly buying forward Mm -hmm. before the war started. So why, once Mm -hmm. the war started, did they suddenly jack up prices when they should have been enjoying prices that they'd negotiated, you know, maybe a year before? But you must remember that the prices that they would have negotiated, Pat, a year before would have been based on 40% gas supply from Russia. So what happened then over the summer, we filled up all the storage facilities all over Europe. That levelled out. Then they brought in the price cap across the European Union. They shut down a number of large demands for different facilities like aluminium spenters in Europe because the price of energy became so prohibitive. So then the next thing that would happen is basically, you know, even though there's a a shrink, sorry for the noise, um, even though there's a shrink in in the wholesale price, the, the prices now that are coming through are reflecting what happened over the last few months, whereas yeah. previously they would have been actually, they would have, would have been carrying, I suppose, a loss. So that loss when the, when the, before the war started and then because they had undershot themselves, now they're making up yeah. and I suppose... No, but, but, in, hang on a second. A, a, a deal is a deal. If they bought forward at a low price... They got it at the mm-hmm. low price, irrespective of what the market was screaming, because that's the way it works. Know, you, you buy today, exactly, exactly. And, and that's what, you know, Ryanair got caught out but, uh, some time oh, no, back no, when no, they no. bought aviation fuel at a higher price, and then uh, the, the barrel of oil fell through the floor, and they were, they were caught. But equally, sometimes caught, they, exactly. they benefit on that. Uh, so exactly. why do these people who are selling us uh, gas and electricity, why do they not pass on to us the price based on the deal they had made for that period because, and, and not some forward thinking. That no, this, no, no, no. Yeah? No, no, no. No, no, I understand. So what it is is, Pat, they have large capital infra- infrastructure. They have ships to pay for. They have infrastructure costs. They have a whole lot of capital costs that they're paying off on a certain rate of return. And they've worked on their cash flow over a certain spread over a certain number of years, what they need to pay off. And when the prices drop, they have to make up that shortfall. Okay, and the only way they can do it then is pass it on to the consumer when the prices when the prices dip, they need to make up that 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 valley. And the only way they can make up that valley is by filling it now with a pass along cost to a consumer. Um, I, I'm just a bit vexed about this because uh, when I read uh, you know, the the bumper profits made by outfits like uh, Exxon and BP, I'm saying, hang on a second. This, this kind of making excuses, oh, we have this ship and that ship and we have the other ship and we've got this cost and that cost, and still it goes down to their bottom line as a massive increase in profits. Well, I suppose there's a massive increase in profits now, Pat, because it's a supply and demand situation. And what has actually heard it happened is a number of years ago they wrote off a significant amount of assets. 
And when they wrote off those assets, they had less overheads and less costs, operations, etc. So now what they have is they have a profit on a larger profit on a, a slicker operation carrying less riskier um, assets. So they've, wrote, they've written off their more expensive assets. So that's what you're seeing coming through from the likes of Shell and BP, etc. So they're happy to, you know, pay their shareholders uh, oodles of money while screwing the rest of us. I suppose, Pat, look, you heard the hotels and we were talk- you were talking about the VAT earlier on, you know. And unfortunately, you know, in a market, we went from, a whole, we went from single markets monopolies in the olden days across the European Union to liberalise markets. We liberalised the railway network. We re- we, we we're starting slowly now to eat into the, um, the hospitals, the, the health sector. And, and you can see the privatisation there. Once you start to privatise, they're running a, an organisation that's there to make money. Mm. And uh, that's unfortunately the way of the world. Now, looking at the price of the pump, there is a certain element of excise. And of course, VAT is on everything on the uh, you know, excise first, then VAT. Um, but the prices have fallen considerably um, than uh, they were, say, six months ago. You were looking at over maybe €2.05 for a litre of fuel, and now it could be one seventy for a, the same litre of fuel. So if, you know, and discount the excise for a moment, if the price of the pump has come down, why does not that, is that not reflected also in the price of gas and electricity that we need to, to heat our homes? Well, I suppose kerosene, um, the petroleum oil products come from different locations around the world. Um, We've seen, you know, the Americans, they've brought up some production to to, to level out the cost. And that's why you can see that dip there, because obviously they were having an economic problem themselves. And, you know, they're heavily dependent on fossil fuels and um, oil and gas. You know, gas comes from multiple locations all over the world. And I suppose... LNG ships, like, I mean, I was in Kuala Lumpur on Monday for some work, um, and as I was leaving the airport, the German flags were up, and they're obviously out now. The gas storage facilities have started to, 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 the volumes have started to decrease, and they're out now banging the drum, making their arrangements now for next winter and for the next few months ahead if there's a a doldrum like we had in August where we had high temperatures and we need a lot of air conditioning. So there are the things now that are going on at the moment. Everybody's making their plans. Uh, Okay. Um, You know, the Russians are still producing, even though they're not selling uh, to uh, Europe. Uh, They're selling elsewhere. And some people believe it comes back to us via the back door, maybe via India or whatever. Um, But there is no real world shortage of these commodities. Well, you see, China's opened up now after COVID, Pat. You know, I haven't been in this part of the world, sorry about the noise, um, I haven't been in this part of the world for, I'd say, four years, um, and it's very vibrant. It's as if COVID never, never existed. They're back in business. Um, manufacturing is ramping up. The restaurants are full here. The cars are on the street, and the demand is going to go back up again. Um, so you think that will definitely impact on availability and therefore price? It will, yeah. It will, yeah. It right. will, yeah. I, I think it will, you know. All right, Aoife, look, thank you very much for joining us uh, from Singapore, as it happens, uh, and uh, a very noisy and busy Singapore. Aoife Foley, Professor in Energy Systems Engineering at Queen's University, Belfast. Listening to that, Senator Barry Ward, Finnegal spokesman on justice. Barry, good morning. Now, a lot of talk about the Green Party um, saying no to another 200 euro energy price credit at the moment. Uh, They say we might need it towards the end of the year. Uh, Let's defer it. What do you say? 
Well, I think the first thing to do is to reassure people that the promised credit that's coming in March is still on the way because people have made plans and are relying on that. And yeah, but no the, question that, that, that was a given. Cut. The Green Party are, yeah. are not demanding. But I think there. there's just a bit of confusion around it. Um, yeah. The government is today, or the, the leaders are considering today what measures they're going to keep and put in place to safeguard people against the cost of living in the next few months. And that will be decided the Cabinet next week. And one of the things that is on the table is another energy uh, credit. Now, I I suppose it remains to be seen what will be decided, but I certainly wouldn't rule it out because one of the challenges the government has had since day one in this is to help every sector of the economy. Um, And obviously we need to target measures at families and households who are particularly pinched by the energy crisis or having difficulty meeting the costs. But we also need to remember that there are families at every scale on on the, the salary and the income scale who need help. And the good thing about that energy credit was that it helped everybody universally and the government brought forward a series of measures that is a combination of those universal measures that hit everybody and the targeted measures that hit those who are in particular need in particular areas and that's what they have to do um, in the next set of of measures that come forward and if that includes the energy credit I don't have a problem with that, I know some people do but I think we have to look at the fact that everybody is pinched by the cost of living and everybody is pinched by the cost of energy So as far as you're concerned, if there is an energy credit has to be universal. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be universal, but I, I, I'm in favour of that because the notion that there are households out there, and, and there are people who propagate this idea, there are households out there that have unlimited funds to meet increases in household energy or cost of living, whatever it is. There is a handful of those houses in the whole of Ireland. Most people are hit hard by the energy, the cost of energy. Most family households are hit hard by it. And it's appropriate that the government would look after all of those families, not just those, for example, in the bottom tier of income. We need to look after people who are suffering right across the spectrum. And the one thing about the universal measures is that it does that. It, it addresses families irrespective of what their income is and reflects the fact that they are also feeling a, diff- mm-hmm. a, you know, a serious impact from the cost of energy in particular. Anyway, we will find out the full detail of this uh, package. What, next Tuesday? Uh, that's right. The leaders are meeting today, I think, and they'll go to Cabinet on Tuesday. Yeah. And, and do you think Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael together will face down the Green Party's reservations? Well, I, I don't know if I choose the word face down. It is a coalition and they've cooperated very well together so far. It's always up for discussion and that's a healthy thing. And of course, the different parties will bring different perspectives and different ideas. And, you know, I welcome that. If there's a better way to do it, great, let's do it that way. But I wouldn't start from the point that we're ruling out a particular type of credit that has worked quite well. I mean, households by the end of March will have benefited from a €600 Euro credit. And that has really helped households at every level to avoid the impact um, to one extent or another of the increase in the cost of energy. It's been hugely helpful and people in my area say that to me all the time that it stopped them going into the red at a really difficult time. All right, uh, Finnegal Senator Barry Ward, uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.